What is up, everybody? It is the Make It Happen podcast with Nolan Ulm, myself. Today is going to be absolutely incredible. We have New England Patriots receiver Kendrick Bourne on the podcast. KB was a receiver here at Eastern, and Eastern great. He had an incredible career, and in his senior year, he had 1,200 yards receiving off of 79 receptions, which earned him All-American, uh, an All-American award. He now is just under 2,600 yards receiving off of 192 receptions uh, in his NFL career. So KB is a dude. He got picked up as an undrafted free agent out of college by the 49ers and worked his way up and now is an established starting receiver in the National Football League. Kendrick has a lot of good things to say. I am I'm so excited for you guys to learn from him and hear everything that he has to offer. Uh, we had a really good interview and I just love his energy. That is really this that's my guy. He's he's legit and I hope you guys uh, tune in with him this season. He's he's going to have a big year. So, without further ado, here is Kendrick Born. I just want to talk about you know, I've heard all the stories of you being here and your growth here, but what, like, what's changed? Cause you, you, you've changed, man. Like all of a sudden you're dialed in, you're freaking one of the hardest workers, you know what I mean? I've seen. And, um, you know, obviously it wasn't horrible when you were here, but I'm, I'm, I've, you know, you saw like you were in here with Coop and now I know if you came back, you'd be right there with him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but how did you get to that point where you changed that mindset? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So my first few years, I actually um, was going through, like, just actually changing, bro. Like, I actually change each and every year. I would say when I got to college, uh, just because, you know, I guess you're at Eastern. So I'll, I'll use my college story. Like, uh, when I first got there, um, I kind of had to learn, bro. You know, I had to adapt to the college lifestyle, being on my own, not having my parents, you know, uh, disciplining me as much as I had them in high school, you know, not having to listen to anyone besides my own mind, bro. And so it's actually a great question. Like my first year, I learned a lot. Like I learned that I can't do certain things, you know, because it will affect my uh, performance. It will affect, you know, uh, my relationship with my coaches. It will affect my future. Like just partying in the whole nine, you know, when I first got to college, it was like, I was heavy in the scene. I was heavy into uh, girls and, you know, the whole getting dressed, trying to look cool at class, trying to, you know, not really going to class, not really locked in, like you were saying, how I changed. So my freshman year, I really just experienced um, kind of like a, a down year, like a, um, I thought it was going to be one way, you know, and then it turned out to be a whole different story. So like um, the trials and tribulations of that freshman year really pushed me my second year to like, okay, I know what I did last year and I didn't get the result that I wanted. You know, like I said, trying to be in the scene, trying to be cool, trying to hang out with certain crowds and, and you bring up Coop and, you know, Coop wasn't, he was already dialed in. He was already ready to go. And it's just dope to have somebody like that around me. And so being around somebody like that too, like pushed me even further, like, okay, I got this great example next to me. And so like my sophomore year is kind of like another shift in my mind changing like you're saying changing just growing and changing and understanding each year that bro I'm getting closer to you know the next chapter in my life and I need to grow and so like my freshman year I did all right I, I played I was a true freshman in this and then my sophomore year 
um, just get being known, you know, being on the team, things didn't go crazy terrible. But like I said, I wasn't focused. I could have probably been a way better true freshman and, and made history or something, you know, doing something better, but I was just not focused. And then sophomore year, uh, it just got better. Like I uh, just, just more focused, more locked in. I had a better, I, I actually start, I started uh, because somebody got hurt, you know, some opportunity showed itself faster. And so that kind of pushed me faster. And then uh, junior year, uh, same thing, you know, being comfortable, knowing uh, what I went through my sophomore year, playing, having play time, being more uh, aware of, of, of defenses, being more aware of, of how to get ready for games, just more awareness, bro, more mental, um, more mental toughness, like in everything, bro, because, you know, it's a lot. You play and you know how it is. It's a lot. It's like you're, you're, you're busy all day, every day, and it's all a balance. So, so junior year got more balance, got more uh, comfortable. And then senior year kind of took off. Like I was like, you know, I'm getting to that point. I want to go to the league. Always had dreams of going to the league. So uh, senior year was my best year. So kind of was just changing all the way through, growing all the way through. And I think, you know, trials and going through things are always good. But um, if I could have just focused from the jump, um, it would have just been a whole different story. So like, uh, yeah, just, just growing each year and, and, and change is always awesome. And so that's kind of like the college story, bro. So just growth and, and, and adapting as I changed. Mm -hmm. And then as you go to the NFL now too, it's like a, another change. Cause I follow you pretty closely. It's like another change where, you know, you got there and you're trying to make the team and all that stuff. And, and we'll talk about that when we're the other guys. Cause I think it's really good to talk about, you know, what separates those who don't, who do and don't make it right. But yeah. how have you, like what's made you come to the service aspect of it, right? Because I see you doing all these things where you're giving back and like, it just seems like you're super, even this, like you're super gracious with your time and stuff. What what has made you kind of come to that point um, in your life? Yeah, no, got great question again. Uh, just, uh, yeah, so when I when I got to San Francisco, uh, being an underdog, it was, it was dope. Uh, coming from the bottom is always dope. It's always... Uh, it's a trial. It's a test to see how, you know, you really, who you truly are. And um, just going through so many things, being doubted, being the underdog, like it's always pushed me. Even going to college, I was an underdog, not recruited heavy. So it's kind of the same feeling, you know what I mean? Like in, in, in uh, the league, like, dude, I was underrated, undervalued. And like, okay, I got to prove myself. And I, there's something about that that pushes me. But um, just giving back, dude. Uh, just knowing how many people want to be where I'm at, even being undrafted, you know what I mean? Like there's dudes that had to try out. There's dudes that don't even have a chance. There's dudes that are dreaming, dude. Like, and that's where I take my mind, you know, is, is like, I, like you said, giving you my time to motivate you, to motivate the young guys to push themselves to another level because it's possible because I came from the bottom. I had to earn everything and, you know, small schools, they don't get a lot of love. Eastern don't get a lot of love. So, um, that's the biggest thing is giving my time back to the youth, giving my time back to people in need, giving my time back to more important things than like money. You know what I mean? And chasing the wrong things. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just the best thing. You know, I gave my life to Christ, bro. And I truly live for Jesus. And like, you know, that's even pushed me to another level of giving my time back, helping others, thinking about others at all times. You know, like he's given me everything that I desire. Uh, material you know so like it's almost like what's next and at that point 
and even when I first got in the league, I, I've always believed in Christ, but I've never fully surrendered and truly lived for him. So like now I'm at that point where it's like, okay, how do I help others, you know, see the light, feel how I feel and, and get to that point. So it's almost about thinking about others before myself. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's cool. I feel like the more that you've done that, the more you succeed in general too. So um, I really think it, it, you know, it's like, not like karma, but like, you know, you, you, you get what you give, you know, and um, that's what, you know, I've experienced because I've come from the place of like, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, it's like negative. Like you want to push everyone out and like, like, you know, you got to be a competitor too, but it gets to the point where it's almost like you're tearing others down to build your own castle, but it's like, nah, that's not what it's about. Like a rising tide raises all boats. Like you would agree with that. Right. Yes. So, um, let's talk, I want to talk the biggest thing about this podcast too, you know, I get a bunch of people on that are super successful, but I like talking about, you know, your mindset towards failure, because I feel like that's really the distinguishing part between people who succeed and don't, because like everyone fails, but you know, the people that make it and I, and I'm excited to hear like, what's a, what's a story where, you know, in the moment it's like, man, this sucks. Like I'm going through this, but something that sets you up for a later success, um, some sort of like a failure, right? Yeah. Um, oh, so I actually had a good one. Um, combine. So when I was going to the uh, draft, you know, everybody wants to go to combine. Everybody wants to be, um, you know, picked. Everybody wants to be the guy. Everybody, you know, it's natural and that's how you should feel. But uh, I was training with uh, Tracy Ford in Seattle. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He uh, trained me and uh, was just had high hopes, you know, always believing. Like, Dude, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do. I'm going to dominate the combine. I do just always having positive thoughts. This is how I am, who I am mm-hmm. and how I was raised, always thinking of the good outcome and also, you know, being prepared for the worst. And uh, so I was rent to the combine dude and I got the 40, 40 yard dash, bro. As we all know. And dude, I ran four, seven, four, like four, six, eight, the first one. Um, they blew the whistle on me like four times, bro. <laughs> and, and I just knew, like, I knew I wasn't getting drafted. You know, it's so, important i already was under you know to go to the combine was an honor mm-hmm. I, I barely got to that so i was kind of on my high horse bro so let me, let me back up i was on my high horse feeling myself like you know what i'm saying like you were saying i was just being conceited like man you know i'm gonna make it like I, i'm really gonna make it now i'm going to the combine like well, it's, it's almost guaranteed and that's just false you know what i mean it's just not reality and after i ran the 40 i thought i was gonna run like four or five Four six, bro. Four seven. Times were terrible. The dude blew the whistle on like four times. I was so nervous. All the scouts to the left, and um, it was like a fail. You know, like you said, it's a, it was a fail, dude. And and it was like, okay, I, at this point, what do I think? How do I think? I I almost let it take me over. Like I'll, you know, throw my cleats to the side. Like I'm not gonna finish the combine, but I stopped myself and I was like, you know, no, I'm. I'm going to run every route, Chris. I'm going to catch every pass. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, you know what I mean? I'm going to move on and truly, what can I do to, you know, help myself still, even though I know that is very, very important. Like, and as we all know, if you run four, three, you go into the league and it's, yeah. or you getting drafted somewhere. So um, that was one of the biggest failures, but to speed the story up, I, the coach in San Francisco, he, after I said all that, the coach that recruited me and brought me to San Francisco was watching my routes and watching how I catch, watching how I transition. 
and just really watching. He was standing right behind me as I ran around to see if I would, you know, give it away, going left, give it away. But I, he just told me I was really crisp. And that's what I said to myself before, you know, I went into routes because it was a 40 and then we go to routes. Then you go to like the three cone, you just go everywhere. So, and the, and the 40 was early. So it was like, bro, I just started terrible. But then, so after that, you know, getting picked up, I still didn't get drafted. And it was definitely because of the 40. But yeah. the fact that I, you know, told myself I'm going to finish, you know, I shifted my mind from getting doubt, being doubtful, being like overwhelmed by the 40 and letting it take over my body and, and you know, just run bad routes, dropping passes because I'm thinking about, you know, a drill 15 minutes ago. Like that's that that's the problem for people. That's where they struggle. They they, they hold on to it. They hold on to the mm-hmm. failure instead of learning from it. You know what I mean? Like I, it wasn't something I could learn from, but it was something that I could forget about. And the coach that was watching me do, he brought me in and he told me how, how nice my routes looked, how, how good I was, you know, naturally I was catching the ball and things like that. And I was just like, wow, like, whoa, if I would have, you know, I probably wouldn't have even got the opportunity if I would have let the 40 take over my, my efforts to the, to, to the, routes you know because mm-hmm. as a receiver we're, we're routes we're running routes like that's our job and it's just so that's one of the biggest stories man like I could have really quit and been like you know it's over like let me just give up but that created my opportunity for other opportunities bro so yeah that's kind of the story wow that's incredible I've never heard that story either so that's that's really really cool I mean I I've seen the 40 though so um <laughs> Hey, but you you ran a fast one at the pro day though, right? So yeah, yeah. thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks. thanks for putting that in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I you know, you talked about it a little bit there before you answered the question. You know, you always have a good outlook on everything. And you know, I just from from afar, I can see the energy and like I've seen the uh the rookie shows on you, you know, that one that Simba made. Like I've you know, that's who you're known for, right? You're a bringer of light. Why like yeah. Where does that come from? Is there anything you could think of? I know sometimes it's tough because you said you just, that's the way you were grown up, but like, what, is there anything that led to that? And like, what, what makes you take empowering meanings from everything that happens to you? That's really what it is, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I would truly say my mom, dude, like, uh, she's a smiling spirit. She's a smiling lady, smiling, like everything, everything about her is positive. Everything about her even my dad too, um, they never let us really be, see kind of like failure, even though we were never really, we weren't rich, we weren't, we were all right, we were well off, but they never let us feel that. And I think just them keeping us from so much, you know, uh, problems. And I, I worked with my dad as a landscaper when I was younger. And I don't know, bro, something about that too. Like, like making money, being pushed to earn things, being pushed to, um, you know, yeah, earn things, like not being given anything. Like it made me appreciate everything that I got, like truly. So I would say my parents, because they never just gave us things. I had to go blow, use a blower and blow at work at, you know, 13 years old. And it like, you know what I'm saying? But then when I got paid those, like, Dude, this is a this is a good feeling. You know, I earned this money. My parents didn't just give me this. My dad, his business is doing well. And like, and it's even growing now. He still has the business. But like my mom too, she was always positive. Like when I came home, it was never, you know, up and down days. But 
it was more like on the bright side. She's always been a believer in Christ. I grew up in a church and stuff like that. So um, just that, those little things, bro, really instilled in me. And like, when I went on my own, I was always thinking of good, thinking of positive outcomes, bro. Like it really stuck with me. Like if I go, you know, if I go put in the work, the result will come. Like we just talked about, you know, you, you, what you put in, you get out. And that's, that's all it comes down to. So um, they really just instilled that in me, earning tough love. And because the world is tough, but if you, if you're tough, like the world will give you, it'll give you what you, what you earn. And like, that's the biggest thing. Like I knew if I would do the things right and, and, and take the right routes that I would get the right result. Cause even, you know, I had a, I struggled in high school and on a little bit of college to do the right thing. And I, I got the result of each, you know, deed I put out, like in, in high school, I was just skipping and, and doing the wrong things. And, you know, I would not, not be able to play football or different things. You know what I mean? Just getting the result of the things I was doing. So as I got, as I got older and learning, it was like, okay, I, as I do good, like I'm seeing how I get good things back. And, and that, as I like took that route, it was more success, success, success after success than failure after failure. So like knowing that and having that in my mind, it, it was like, bro, I, I have to keep being this way because you know, what I'm putting out into the world, like you say, my, I'm putting it out, bro. It's coming back. Like it's truly coming back. Like, the energy from that person comes back and he don't even, you don't even know me. They don't even know me. But the fact that I just put it out, they respond the same way. If I'm being negative and bad mouthing it, they're going to, it's going to respond no matter what it is, whether it be the, the field, the, the, the interview, the, it can be anything you're going to, whatever you put out, it's, it's going to come in return. So that's how it kind of happened. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I love that. And that's, I'm huge into like trying to live in a beautiful state and like, because really like I, I went through this last year, it's like, you know, things aren't going a certain way and it's like, ah, you know, like I just want it all to happen this way. And that's, I think sometimes, you know, you haven't been around, but this issue with a lot of guys here is, you know, they see what you uh, Shaq Coop did right and everyone wants those stats now and they come here and they think you're there you guys without even doing the work right and it's like no 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 like a you have your own story and that's why we had Simba on it was really good he talked about how he had to wait right um and then wow. also like like you can't it, why, don't force it like just go with it and like what's the point if we're not going to enjoy the journey like I'm sure you can attest to that you know what I'm saying right um, but you know, off of like you, when you're good energy and stuff, how do you deal with, cause one, one thing that I can kind of run into, and I'm sure for you, you just freaking run over it. Like it's speed bump, but when other people you're in the like locker room or whatever, even in your past and you, you're always bringing your energy in and someone's like, man, shut up. Or like, man, like what's up with you? You know what I mean? Like shutting you down. Like how do you push through people that are trying to like bring you down from that, you know, just yeah. being happy and stuff. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I think it's just being being confident in yourself, um, and and having the 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 um, the I don't want to say stats, but the like work ethic or the grind to back it up or or the whatever you put in, you know what I mean. Whatever you have to back it up to act like that, yes. But if you don't have things to back it up, then I would say be careful. Like if you. If you saying you the best, but you don't be at every workout on time, 
then you can't really be that guy. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it because I've learned and I've, I've had those days where I thought I was the best missing stuff and getting a result of, you know, certain people like, you know, you can't act like that because, you know, you'd be late to me. And so it's just about having the, the, the backup of how you act, why you act in the whole thing. So like, and that's going to build your confidence. Cause if you can, you know, if you can have a response to like somebody saying, you know, should have you talked too much, but you're a great leader and you're changing people around you, then, you know what I mean? Then it doesn't even matter what they say. He say, the coach say, you know who you are and you know, like your purpose of doing it. But if you're just being loud and obnoxious for no reason, it's not helping anyone. It's not giving energy to your teammate. It's not, you know what I mean? Like being mm. funny, being goofy, it can, it's beneficial to the locker room if you know when to shut it off and turn it on. And, you know, and if it helps your teammate, uh, you know, uh, take, that, take the edge off a little bit. You know what I mean? It's little things like you got that teammate that's always mad and you can be funny and make him laugh and get him out of a hump to make him play better, then, bro, it's beneficial. But if it's making him more mad and, he telling you to shut up because he doesn't he doesn't operate like that. Then it's like, OK, I, I understand you. And it's about knowing your teammates, knowing people around you. But, you know, you also got people that are just haters, bro. And people that, you know, they don't they, they don't like to see your success. They don't like to see you happy. It's a lot of people like that. But it's also about, you know, you being confident in yourself and knowing yourself to where, bro, I don't even have to worry about you because life is so much bigger than how you feel about me. And, and that's that's how you have to think like like me, dude, I don't I really don't care what nobody thinks because my it's it's really about making other people like like you're saying, why are you like this? They, they ask me why. And I just explain to them, you know, what I mean, like I'm enjoying life like that's what it's ultimately about is like you saying, enjoying the process. I like that you said that, bro, because you truly do like football's already hard our lifestyles for our lifestyles for example you know you have to wake up 6 a.m you got to go to class you got to do everything so bro if you're just grumpy all day that's not helping it's not helping what you're already going through bro so like you know for you to have a smile to for you to be laughing to be goofy it's 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 dope bro it's a balance but then when you go to meetings like you're saying like we saying you can't just be blurting out and and not have no no backup you don't you don't mm. practice hard you don't you know what i mean your coach yeah. he'll let you joke around if he knows that you are one of those ballers like it's just how it goes so uh, that's my that's what i would say just being confident in yourself and uh knowing your teammates knowing how people operate knowing who to be around you know what i mean if that if he don't like you being goofy then i can't be around you bro like it's just not how you operate so finding that crowd and uh sticking to those who who kind of who kind of cling to you and being a leader, you know, being being a, a good leader and being a versatile leader, being mm -hmm. funny, being serious, having balance. You know what I mean? Like being a teammate, bro, it's, it takes a lot. And uh, that's the biggest thing. So confidence, man. I love it. I love it. Um, OK, I got a, I got a question to ask everybody that comes on the podcast. And this one, it's good to get some good thoughts out of people. But say whatever your career's over your life you're you're at the end of your life and um you can't take anything with you can't leave anything to your family or, or your kids except for three things they can be three lessons three sayings um but your football your all your brands none of that is here but you can leave them these three things what three things are you going to leave to your kids three things um uh, first i would say is uh just knowledge uh, financial literacy my first one 
Yeah, that's my very first one, being financially literate. Um, that's like the biggest thing. And uh, leaving them real estate, I'm big on real estate right now. And I want to, I want to be able to first, that's why financial literacy is key because I can't leave them real estate without being financially literate because they won't know how to send the, the, the investments to the, their kids, to their, to my great, great grandchildren. They won't know how to do it. If I don't teach them how to save, invest, um, you know, be patient, um, not wanting to take over the world. Like you're saying, we, everybody wants everything right now, but it's, it's a buildup and it's a, it's a process. And uh, so my last one would be, ah, that's a good question. That's a good one. My last one would be um, just knowledge of, of, of Jesus, man. That's my biggest thing, honestly. Um, Cause I, I grew, my parents uh, raised me in the faith and, and it has, it has, I can't, it came full circle for me. Uh, being in that, being in that world, you know, clubs, women, mm. clothes, uh, music, everything, bro. It is a deceiving world. It is a deceiving world. It's just a deceiving world, period. You know, people are chasing their dreams to buy clothes. They're chasing the money. They're chasing the women. They're chasing the attention. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to get to the NFL so that they can be talked about, so they can be seen, so they can be known. And ultimately, it's not about that. So, and, you know, and Christ is, is totally opposite of that. It's about others, like I said, and it's about fulfilling yourself with him, honesty, and not the things of the world. Like, seriously, and that's, that's what I would leave them because my mom grew me up and I was stuck in it and then it came full circle that I, I took it so far, man, that, you know, I had an epiphany, man. I had drunk some stuff one night and it, and it, it controlled me, dude. And it, and I'm, you know, I'm still fighting it to this day and I, I will probably fight for the rest of my life. And it's just the enemy and how he works. But I want my kids to know that you don't have to live in bondage of trying to be approved by the world, by what you wear. This is actually my own clothing brand right here. Yeah, bro. So like, things like that you know what I mean even the music industry like not getting over consumed by that having a balance of gospel worship and different things so like uh that that would be my last one bro so that was my big three and and that last one is just because my mom did it for me and now I'm 26 years old and I'm I'm at the best stage of my life you know I'm married and so it's like a whole different I'm in a whole different world um under Christ man and I want my kids to feel the same thing and and be fulfilled by something that's fulfilling rather than waking up every day trying to be seen by the world that 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 that's not that's not in a good direction. So yeah, those are my big three, man. Hopefully everybody likes those. <laughs> hey, no, that was incredible, man. I that is so powerful because there's gonna be there's so many people, like everyone, a lot of people are lost, you know. And I think for you, you've seen both sides of it, man. Like you you're in the league, you're at the pin, you know what I mean? And like you're saying the other one is better. And I guarantee you it's, it's harder. Right. But the <laughs> things that are hard are sometimes the things that are better. Right. So <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah. Um, okay. So last question. So the, the podcast is called the make it happen podcast. So if I were yes. to ask you, what does making it happen mean to you? What, what would you, what would you tell me? Making it happen. I would say um, whatever, like, for anybody, whatever your like uh, dream is or 
purpose, I mean, everybody doesn't know their purpose and I'm probably still finding my purpose, but if you have to like take care of someone or like you have the opportunity to change generations or even just your family, if you have an opportunity to do something significant to be, um, to change something that is like broken or that you feel is broken, uh, I would say like you have to chase that and and complete that to make it happen. That's making it happen. Like mm-hmm. you wake up early, you stay up late, you be on time, you care about whatever that thing is for you personally, whether it be your dream job, uh, your your dream career, your dream relationship, whatever it may be, like so that things can change being an example is like making it happen being an example and i know like for me you know it was going to the league but now i understand that dude i'm not just a football player like i am there i have so much more to do i have so much more to show people like you said i've been on both sides of living that lifestyle and and now living for god it's like i have so much more to do and he just gives me a lot more purpose. So like, that would be my biggest thing is whatever that, because everybody's in different stages. So whatever that goal is, whatever, because we all have goals. And if you want that, if you want that, you can have that. You can truly have it. There's nothing out here that you can't have. And then making it happen is, is, is gaining that. And then once you get to that, what's next? Hmm. And then it's like, it's like always making it happen. It's a always, it's a always world of making it happen. So that's actually a good question because you can get to that and it's always going to be what's next because like you said, I'm at a pinnacle and the only thing that was next for me is how can I help other people? How can I get somebody to where I'm at? How, who do I bring with me in a, in a, in a different way? And mm-hmm. I keep bringing my life, I keep talking about Christ, but it's the biggest thing because People are just there. It's all cliche. It's all the same thing. Everybody wants to party. Everybody wants to, you know, be be the guy. Everybody wants to be talking. It's just all, it's all just a deceiving world. And it, we're fighting for attention, but you know, there's a creator and like that's that's the biggest thing. Is I'll kind of blab right there, but it's always making it happen. And and that's that's the biggest thing. How do you reach those goals and keep going? And there you guys have it. Kendrick Bourne, everybody. I told you he was going to deliver, and he did. He over-delivered. I love his attitude, his outlook on life. I think it is so cool, once again, just to show that how important it is, the people you surround yourself with. And he just was so blessed to have an incredible mother, obviously, that gave him this, this extremely good outlook on things. But I think it's something for you to take out of it, and I'll have more episodes on it too, but... It is, it is within our control. It's our choice to choose to look at what's right or what's wrong in the situation. There's always multiple ways to look at things. And I think that combine story is just incredible how, you know, he could have totally just been caught up in the past, but he realized that it, it's true, right? The now, it, the now is the only important moment, right? Everything else is not real and that the past does not equal the future, truly. Just because he had a bad 40 doesn't mean he couldn't go dominate his routes, which he did. And, you know, that being one of his strengths is is really his whole football career. Um, But I I just thought it was super, super cool. I loved 
the part on, you know, this is a guy who's made it to the pinnacle of the parties. And we talked a little bit about this after, but he's made it to the pinnacle of the parties. The, you know, what everyone dreams about. And, and, and he said, you know what? The other life is more fulfilling. The life of trying to be your best self, trying to give back everything you got, right? So I think it's just a really good lesson. You know, there's, you know, there's always a time for fun, right? But just him saying that, you know, ultimately in terms of what is more fulfilling in life, he's found that, right? And for him, it's through his faith. Find that through whatever you're going to find through. But you can see there's just things in life that, um, you know, are you are you adding to other people's lives? Are you impacting in a positive way? I mean, look at the brand he has. Go check him out too. Go check him out on social media, Born Polly 11 uh, on Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure what his other handles are, but just Kendrick Born, right? Go check out his clothing brand and everything. Born blessed. Um, but I just think the message of it is awesome, right? He he's always looking to you know for what's right. There's there's always what's right and what's wrong available, and it's our choice what we want to focus on, and you know how how obviously from our focus we get our feelings. So how are we going to feel about every situation? Um, and you know, that it's funny cause that's, that's one of the things that really has, has got him far along his career, right? He's always a joy to bring around. So people want to be in the same room as him. So they're going to, obviously the Patriots wanted him a part of their organization. And we all know how established and um, intense, you know, the outlook on the Patriots is. So for him to go in there and just, he's absolutely dominating it. Um, super excited to watch him this season. So yeah, that's that's Kendrick Bourne, everybody. Please rate, review, share. If you're gonna share one, this is the one to share around. Um, and just let me know who else you'd want to see on the show and 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 uh, what you think so far. Thank you guys so much for the support. Be the change and make it happen. Out.